Hello and welcome to the Small Business Page podcast. My name is David from smallbusinesspage.org and uh, this podcast is really for people that either want to start and run their own small business or people that do have a small business. So if that describes you, then this is a podcast for you. Okay, today we're going to talk about a couple of issues. The first is uh, having a mobile-ready website, and we'll uh, look into that and why it's important, and uh, some ways that you can um, uh, address the issues related to mobile-ready website. And uh, we'll also cover cover a couple of other interesting uh, little points. Um, The first being why should anyone ever do business with you in the first place? Okay. Um, So yeah, getting it started and we'll talk about, first of all, mobile ready website. So your website should be mobile ready if it is not. And uh, the simple way to check whether it is or not is uh, to actually access your website from a mobile device. And by a mobile device, I mean uh, a phone which has internet access, obviously, and a browser, or something like a uh, tablet PC. And why is it important? Very simple. There's a growing trend, right, of uh, people actually accessing the internet via a mobile phone. This has actually been, uh, here in the West, we've actually been led by the developing world, where more people actually access the internet uh, using mobile phones than they do um, on traditional PC computers. But even here in the West, what's actually happening is uh, UK in particular, and I, I say UK, I'm sure it's the same in other Western countries, but I know for a fact UK because I've actually seen the figures. In UK, there's a growing trend of people accessing the internet over a mobile phone and uh, over tablets. And in fact, we even have something in the UK which is called uh, dual screening, where you'll find people are sitting at home, watching TV in a family unit, and uh, they're all on a mobile device. Okay, so even though they've they've actually uh, got their um, their TV on and they're sitting in a uh, you know in a family kind of setting, they're actually all on a mobile device. And the same thing happens in my family, where one of us will be on a on a tablet, PC, um, Android, or whatever, um, and the other will be on their mobile phone. And uh, we might be using Wi-Fi, and uh, we're you know got a TV on in the background, but we're all on these mobile devices on the internet. And it's it's actually gotten to the point over the past few years in my family, and um, I'm sure you may see this in other families as well, that actually. The, the laptop isn't really used that much for going on the internet. You know, we've, we, you know for, for years and years and years, we've actually just been going on the internet on mobile phone, you know. Um, so what's the point? The point is that if your website is not mobile ready, then what you're doing is you're um, really making a bad, if you like, uh, or, or, or not an optimum experience for your visitor. So... They're coming to your website and uh, 
they're finding that maybe they have to keep zooming in and out or um, to actually get everything to fit properly onto their screen. Or maybe, even worse, you might have elements of your site that don't actually even work on a mobile phone. So some people who, um, uh, and this is a true situation, someone actually you know, contacted me a few, a few uh, months back wanting some help uh, with, with their marketing. And the thing was that I actually went onto their website and I was shocked to discover that, well, they didn't think there was anything wrong with it, but it was actually, uh, there was loads, you know, lots of flash elements in there, which um, didn't really work very well on a, on a normal computer, let alone a, you know, a mobile device. And, uh, and actually, to be honest, it looked terrible. But so, yeah, so there's, you know, these kind of issues where it, it just makes it very difficult for, for the person visiting your site to actually use your site if your site is not optimized for mobile devices. Um, think about this, right? Think about this. Someone is traveling, maybe on a train, and uh, maybe they're going to your town or your city, and they're looking for a business doing whatever it is that you do. Imagine, if you will, that you have a restaurant, and they're looking for a restaurant, and um, they stumble on your, a link for your, for your website. They think, okay, that restaurant sounds nice. They're on their phone, on the train, and they click on the link. They go to your website and discover that actually your website doesn't show up very well on their phone. And they're struggling to find out information, you know, zooming in and out and trying to make it work and trying to press on buttons that don't really click very well on a phone. So what's this person likely to do? They're likely to probably just try some other website <laughs> and try some other restaurant where they can actually get the information they want and they can see it easily without having to mess around too much with making the website work and clicking on buttons and basic things like that. Now, the situation is now gotten to the point that even Google have actually prioritized, um, you know, the, the mobile experience on websites because it's gotten to that point that so many people are actually accessing websites um, over mobile devices. But if your website is not mobile ready, don't worry, because there's um, an easy or, well, not necessarily easy, but there's a, a fairly simple way to go about um, fixing that. Okay, Obviously, simple depends on what your situation is. Now we have something called um, content management systems. So we have something like uh, WordPress. And what these do is that they make it easy to update content on a website and also add functionality and features to a website. So for example, uh, imagine if you will, that you have a basic website that has, you know, a, a few pictures about your, your um, restaurant and, um, some text explaining, you know, maybe you have a menu, the text explains what you're all about and so on. And um, imagine, if you will, that you want to change this. Maybe you want to change the menu and add some other specials and so on. Now, if you have a, a normal static HTML website, you might have to contact your web designer and um, send them the information and get them to update it and so on. Or you might 
go onto your website yourself and um, mess around with the with the HTML and the code and update the information. And maybe while that's happening, you have to be careful not to change the layout by mistake and so on. And it might be a bit of a time-consuming um, exercise. Whereas, if you have a content management system, you can keep the design and the layout of your website separate from the text and the content part of it so that you can easily just log in and it's it's almost like using um, a WordPress. So you literally log in and uh, type out whatever you want or copy and paste whatever you want into a text box and then you just click on um, save or update or whatever it is and uh, go to your website and you know the, the new content is there and it's actually very very easy um, there's no sort of technical skills required I mean, I, I've been using uh, content management systems for years and I'm no web designer or web developer or whatever. Um, they are pretty easy to use. And as I say, the, the key powerful, well, there's lots of powerful features about them, and, and, but, but one of the most important things is that as things change on the internet and you need to add some kind of functionality. So for example, if you have a content management system, and now, as I said, uh, Google is prioritizing um, sites that are mobile ready. And um, also consumers obviously like sites that are mobile ready, they, you know, the, um, because of the, the, the convenience for when they're using different devices and so on. If you have something like WordPress or some other content management system, well, the uh, people that develop the system will automatically be updating and upgrading it so that whenever you update your your installation of WordPress you'll get a lot of new features like the um, the ability to to display content properly on mobile devices but even if they haven't yet updated the main system itself you also get these things called plugins that add extra functionality to your uh, website system so for example, uh, before WordPress itself, the core system had been updated, you could get these plugins um, and, and themes that would allow you to have a website that is what they call responsive, so that it adjusts itself to fit properly onto any size of screen. So whether the screen is a, um, a, a, a big computer screen the content will automatically adjust and fit properly and look good and be uh, usable on a big screen. And even if it's a small um, mobile phone screen, it'll adjust itself and, uh, um, and the content will display well on a mobile phone screen and it'll be easy for the user to be able to press the buttons and navigate and, uh, and see the pictures and so on and read the text easily. Yeah? Same with a tablet or any other size of screen. So um, that's the benefit of using a content management system. It just helps you to keep up to date with um, any kind of technical changes on the internet without having to you know, go out and, 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 and spend half your life um, learning and studying uh, web development and web design and so on. I mean, obviously, if you're into that kind of thing, I mean, I am. I mean, I'm not a web designer, but I, I've always been into technology anyway. So yeah, yeah, so I find these kind of things interesting and so on. But 
sometimes you just want to you know get information out there you want to update something and you don't necessarily need to learn the latest um you know technical nuances of 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 getting <laughs> of getting that job done you just want to get the job done because time might be an issue and that's the benefit of a content management system so as i said key points if your site isn't um, um optimized for mobile devices um i personally would would really be looking at getting that done and um also if your site is not using a content management system i would investigate or look into or research um sort of moving over to a to a content management system all right again everyone's different and it may benefit your business it may not but uh personally i would be looking into that and seeing what the benefits are and if it works for you and your business and your customers okay now i'm just going to talk about um the next point which is why should someone do business with you now whatever business you're actually in whether you're someone who's um selling something or whether you're producing something and selling it or you know you may have a restaurant or factory or whatever whatever business that you're in uh, more likely than not someone else is doing that exact same business whatever product or service that you offer someone else is probably doing that as well if you have a shop how many shops are there out there okay um you sell clothes well lots of people are doing that you know you sell food yeah so basically you know there's a lot of competition out there for you so what is it that you offer that makes you know that makes customers want to do business with you why should someone spend their good hard earned money on your product or your service this is an important question to ask and also if you're not actually yet in business or um if you're thinking of starting a new business again ask yourself that question why should actually <laughs> why should someone actually spend their hard earned money on whatever it is that you're offering all right um and it may sound like a silly question but it's um pretty important because customers have so much choice out there you know they you know they really do and uh more people are starting to you know products are being offered left right and center all the time so it's important to think about that and if you haven't really thought about it or if it's something that's kind of challenging you this might help just think about what it is that your customers if you have customers right now like about your product or service or if you don't yet have any customers you think about what it is that that you think is the um key most important thing about your product or service or the main benefit if you like right so maybe um if you're a uh, have a uh, restaurant you know maybe you you offer maybe you're the you know the only one in town that offers um a family sort of dining environment or maybe that's your key benefit maybe you've got amazing uh, customer services based on what you think is amazing customer services <laughs> okay 
But you can always ask your customers or or um, think about what feedback you get from your customers. And then when you have this information, you should actually communicate it to new customers. So let people know, you know, if they're a new or a potential customer, let them know what's, you know, really good about your business or what's amazing about your business or what others like about your business or your service. You communicate this information to new customers or potential customers, people that might become customers. But at the same time, I think it's important for you to tell this to your existing customers, right? So someone's been doing business with you for a while. They regularly come to your shop or regularly um, eat at your restaurant or regularly buy your products. So why not also remind them what's good about your business? You might think, well, why should I remind them? I mean, they're already doing business with me. Well, it's <laughs> they might be doing business with you just because they are, because, you know, on that day they just happen to be you know, it was convenient or whatever it is. But if you actually communicate with people um, and you remind them why they should be uh, doing business with you, then, then you know, that might help you to secure that person as a long-term customer. Right? And if you think about how big companies do it, you know, think, think about uh, uh, places like, I don't know, um, any big brand that you see. I mean, they're just constantly bombarding you with adverts all the time. I mean, yeah, so I personally find a lot of them really annoying. But the point is, why are they doing that? Right? They already have customers. They're, you know, they already have um, you know, multi-million um, 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 uh, turnover and so on. And um, huge amounts of customers and so on. But they're doing that because they realize the importance of reminding current customers to keep doing business with them yeah think of you know uh, burgers you know you, you know you're they're, they're constantly you know <laughs> advertising and and uh, banks constantly 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 you know so if they're doing it maybe we as smaller business people should also remember the importance of reminding our current customers why they should be doing business with us. Thanking them even for doing business with us. Not only just focusing on new customers or potential customers, right? So I think it's it's a good idea to, to think of it as like a dialogue, you know, as a, um, as a back and forth communication, yeah? Finding out what people like, about what we're doing and then sharing that with others yeah, with other potential customers and with existing customers as well and if you've got any uh, comments on this point or anything else that uh, we've talked about today please feel free to get in touch I'd love to hear from you you know <laughs> I've just been talking about dialogue yeah so I'd love to hear from you and um you can share your thoughts, you can ask questions, and um, let's create a dialogue. <laughs>
Okay, so now I'd like to talk about a business idea. So in each podcast, I want to try and cover a business idea because, you know, you might be thinking of starting a business and you may need ideas. So we'll look at different ideas. Or maybe you're in a situation that you don't necessarily need an idea um, to start a new venture. Maybe you're already in a venture and maybe you're looking to diversify, expand, start something different. Whatever the case may be. Maybe you just like hearing business ideas because you find it interesting, like me. <laughs> anyway, so um, today's idea is um, mail order, mail order business. And uh, you know, you might be thinking, well, mail order, really? Well, the basic idea of mail order is that uh, people buy products from you over the mail. You know, the, you, you know they literally <laughs> can order goods and services and you post them to them through the mail. And um, you might think, well, that sounds a bit olden day. It is. It's. I think it's uh, uh, the first. Some of the first mail order adverts. I think were. I can't remember now. I, was, I saw this in a in a in a book on advertising, and there were I don't know a hundred years ago or one hundred and fifty years ago. I really can't remember. So mail order has been going on for a very long time, and traditionally, it's been uh, you know quite often people would advertise their products in classified section of newspapers, and um, people would. Uh, write in and uh, post a check and then they would um, get whatever the, 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 the product is through the mail. Um, obviously now with the internet um, a lot of it also can be done over the internet as well where people can just go to a website and um, order whatever the product or service is and it gets uh, posted out to them. Now obviously the the benefit for you to run a mail order business is that it's um, you don't have to have a uh, an actual shop as it were so maybe some of the startup costs can be maybe not as high as um, having a, a retail outlet um, and obviously that there's elements of, of being um, scalable as well in being that's something that you can start off maybe a bit smaller and grow um, depending on the demand Internet as well as has uh, reduced some of the costs of uh, running this type of business. Now you might think, okay, what kind of things can be sold via mail order? Well, if ever you look on um, the shopping channels, if you have any of those shopping channels on your on your on uh, the TV, you'll see the kind of things that they sell, and uh, that is just a type of mail order, except they're advertising over the television. Okay, so. Um, you know, lots and lots of products can be sold via mail order. Um, common ones that I see is DVDs for uh, different types of exercise. Um, actual machines for, uh, you know, blending and juicing and whatever else. Hoovers and things like that. You know, different types of gadgets um, are sold via mail order. But it, it really can be anything. I mean, I, I saw just the other day there was someone who was selling... Uh, he said quite successfully he was selling wooden signs. Okay, so so wooden plaques with uh, messages on them. I didn't really have a proper look at that, but uh, 
he said he was doing you know some pretty pretty good business and he was just advertising via social media so but the point is that there's lots of different types of mail order and with you know for lots of different types of products and the business can be as complicated or as simple you know as as your creativity will allow and obviously it depends on what you know about the business what you know about the customers and uh, your creativity and your capital your skills to organize and so on but an interesting business all the same mail order so if you've got any thoughts on that please get in touch i'd love to hear from you or if actually if you're in mail order and um, you can give us some some insight from your own experience and so on please get in touch and let us know okay Okay, now I'm going to end the podcast with uh, just a little question and I'll um, give you my take on the answer in the next podcast. But in the meantime, you can always um, go to smallbusinesspage.org and uh, put down, you know, what, you know, contact me and tell me what the answer, tell me your opinion. Okay, so feel free to share your opinion with me. I'd love to hear from you. And the question is this. This is something that uh, a colleague of mine a few months ago uh, posed the, this question. We were doing a consultancy project and he had an opinion that was different to my opinion. So let's hear yours. Right. Imagine, if you will, that you have a, a, a business. And in this case, the business was actually a, um, a museum business. And I think 90% of their clients, 80 or 90%, I can't remember now, did not use the internet. Okay? And they'd done a survey and 90 odd percent of their uh, visitors did not use the internet. So the question is, should they advertise on the internet or do digital marketing or internet-based marketing if... 80 to 90% of their visitors do not actually use the internet. Question is, again, should you be spending money on internet-based marketing methods, digital marketing if you like, if 80 to 90% of your customers do not actually use the internet? That's the question. And uh, I'll let you know what I think next podcast but feel free to get in touch with me and tell me what you think and uh, just before i go one more point is there um <laughs> i was checking the podcast stats the other day and someone actually left a like and i really appreciate that thank you very much if you were the person that liked the um last week's podcast i really appreciate that because sometimes obviously it's a bit uh, of a challenge to produce a podcast simply because you know what life is like. There's always so many things to do, hardly ever any time, and um, it's quite nice when someone actually, you know, likes or shares or whatever it is and uh, shows appreciation. So thank you very much. I do appreciate it, whoever you are. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, my name is David Mangoro. I'm from smallbusinesspage.org. Thank you for listening and talk to you next time. Bye for now.